Section 6 of Understanding English Cathedrals by Esther Singleton and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 6, Singleton, Styles of English Architecture, Part 2. Doorways are generally pointed or trefoiled, but sometimes round-headed, and small doorways are frequently flat-headed, with the angles corbelled in the form called the square-headed trefoil, or the shouldered arch. Trefoiled arches are characteristic of this style. Arches are frequently, but not always, acutely pointed, and in the more important buildings are generally richly moulded, as in Westminster Abbey, either with or without the tooth ornament, as the arches at York Minster. The pillars are of various forms, frequently clustered, but the most characteristic pillar of the style is the one with detached shafts, which are generally of Purbeck marble. These are frequently very long and slender, and only connected with the central shaft by the capital and base, with or without one or two bands at intervals. These bands sometimes consist of rings of copper gilt, as in the choir of Worcester Cathedral, and are sometimes necessary for holding together the slender shafts of Purbeck marble. The bases generally consist of two rounds, the lowest one the largest, both frequently filleted with a deep hollow between, placed horizontally as at Canterbury. In pure early English work, the upper member of the capital, called the abacus, is circular and consists, in the earlier examples, simply of two rounds, the upper one the largest with a hollow between them. But in later examples, the mouldings are frequently increased in number and filleted. Mouldings are chiefly bold rounds with equally bold and deeply cut hollows, which produce a strong effect of light and shade vaults are bolder than during the norman period and differ from succeeding styles by their greater simplicity as at salisbury in the earlier examples there are ribs on the angles of the groins only at a later period the vaulting becomes more complicated as at westminster there is a longitudinal rib and a cross rib along the ridge of the cross vaults, and frequently also an intermediate rib on the surface of the vault. The bosses are rare at first, more abundant afterwards. They are generally well worked and enriched with foliage. English vaults are sometimes of wood only, as in York Minster, and the cloisters at Lincoln. A vault is, in fact, a ceiling, having always an outer roof over it. There is a marked distinction in the construction of Gothic vaults in England and France. In England, from the earliest period, each stone is cut to fit its place. In France, the stones are cut square, or rather oblong, as in the walls, and only wedged out by the thickness of the mortar at the back of the joints. Fan tracery vaulting is peculiar to England, and it begins, in principle, as early as in the cloister of Lincoln, about 1220, where the vault is of wood, but the springings are of stone and cut to fit the ribs of the wooden vault. Buttresses project boldly, and flying buttresses become a prominent feature. There is a fine example of a compound flying buttress at Westminster Abbey, which supports the vaults of the choir, the triforium, and the aisles, and carries the thrust of the whole over the cloister to the ground. 
early english towers are generally more lofty than the norman and their buttresses have a greater projection the spire is usually a noticeable feature the east end is usually square but sometimes terminates with the apse generally a half octagon or a half hexagon as at westminster abbey throughout the early english period there is an ornament used in the hollow mouldings which is as characteristic of this style as the zigzag is of the norman this consists of a small pyramid more or less acute cut into four leaves or petals meeting at the point but separate below as in chester cathedral when very acute and seen in profile it may be imagined to have somewhat the appearance of a row of dog's teeth and from this it has been called the dog-tooth ornament or by some the shark's tooth ornament more commonly the tooth ornament it is used with the greatest profusion on arches between clustered shafts on the architraves and jams of doors windows piscinas and indeed in every place where such ornament can be introduced it is very characteristic of this style and begins quite at the commencement of the style as in st hugh's work at lincoln for though in the norman we find an approach to it in the decorated various modifications of it occur still the genuine tooth ornament may be considered to belong exclusively to the early english another peculiarity consists of the foliage which differs considerably from the norman in the latter it has more or less the appearance of being imitated from that of the classic orders while in this it is entirely original its essential form seems to be that of a trefoil leaf but this is varied in such a number of ways that the greatest variety is produced it is used in cornices the bosses of groinings the mouldings of windows and doorways and various other places but particularly in capitals to which it gives a peculiar and distinctive character the foliage of these capitals is technically called stiff leaf foliage but this alludes only to the stiff stems or stalk of the leaf which rises from the ring of the capital the foliage itself is frequently as far removed from stiffness as any can be as for instance in the capitals of lincoln the stiff stalk is however a ready mark to distinguish the early english capital from that of the succeeding style we must bear in mind however that foliage is by no means an essential feature of the early english style many of our finest buildings such as westminster abbey have their capitals formed of plain bell reversed with mouldings round the abacus like rings put upon it and round the neck the ornaments so well known by the name of crockets were first introduced in this style the name is taken from the shepherd's crook adopted by the bishops as emblematical of their offices they occur at lincoln in st hugh's work the earliest example of this style and are there used in the unusual position of being in a vertical line between the detached shafts they are found in the same position also in the beautiful work of the west front of wells afterwards they were used entirely on the outside of pediments or in similar situations projecting from the face of the work 
or the outer surface of the moulding as in the very beautiful tomb of archbishop walter gray in york cathedral and they continued in use in the subsequent styles although their form and character gradually changed with the style the transition from the early english to the decorated was very gradual it took place during the reign of edward i the transepts of westminster abbey are held up as models of this transition and contain some of the most beautiful work that can be found anywhere the crosses erected by edward i at all places where the body of queen eleanor had rested on the march from lincolnshire to westminster abbey where she was buried are usually regarded as fine early examples of the decorated style easy attitudes and graceful draperies characterize the sculpture of human figures the decorated period dates from thirteen hundred to thirteen seventy seven it is also called the middle pointed geometrical pointed and the flowing or curvilinear and also the edwardian because it covers the reigns of edward the first second and third Exeter Cathedral is a superb example of this style. The nave of York Minster and the lanterns of Ely are also noteworthy illustrations. The general appearance of decorated buildings is at once simple and magnificent. Simple from the small number of parts and magnificent from the size of the windows and the easy flow of the lines of tracery in the interior of large buildings we find great breadth and an enlargement of the clerestory windows with a corresponding diminution of the triforium which is now rather a part of the clerestory opening than a distinct member of the division the roofing from the increased richness of the groining becomes an object of more attention on the whole the nave of york from the uncommon grandeur and simplicity of the design is certainly the finest example ornament is nowhere spared yet there is a simplicity which is peculiarly pleasing the decorated style is distinguished by its large windows divided by mullions and the tracery either in flowing lines or forming circles trefoils and other geometrical figures and not running perpendicularly its ornaments are numerous and very delicately carved more strictly faithful to nature and more essentially parts of the structure than in any other style there is a very fine window with reticulated tracery and richly moulded in the south walk of the cloisters at westminster no rule whatever is followed in the form of the arch over windows in this style some are very obtuse others very acute and the oji arch is not uncommon decorated tracery is usually divided into three general classes geometrical flowing and flamboyant the variety is so great that many subdivisions may be made but they are all used simultaneously for a considerable period the earliest decorated windows have geometrical tracery exeter cathedral is perhaps on the whole the best example of the early part of this style the fabric rolls are preserved and it is now evident that the existing windows are for the most part of the time of bishop quivell from twelve seventy nine to twelve ninety one in some instances windows with geometrical tracery have the mouldings and the mullions covered with the ball flower ornament in great profusion even to excess 
These examples occur chiefly in Herefordshire, as at Lemster and and Gloucestershire, as in the south aisle of the nave of the cathedral at Gloucester. They are for the most part, if not entirely, of the time of Edward II. What is called the net-like character of tracery, from its general resemblance to a fisherman's net, is very characteristic of this style at its best period, about the middle of the 14th century square-headed windows are very common windows and towers are usually different from those in other parts of the church in the upper story where the bells are there is no glass in some parts of the country there is pierced stonework for keeping out of the birds but more usually they are of wood only these are called sound holes clerestory windows of this style are often small and either circular with quatrefoil cusps or trefoils or quatrefoils or the spherical triangle with cusps which forms an elegant window the clever manner in which these windows are splayed within and especially below to throw down the light should be noticed the large rose window so conspicuous a feature on the continent is rarely seen in england when it occurs it is usually found in the transept ends the east front generally consists of one large window at the end of the choir flanked by tall buttresses a smaller buttress appears at the end of each aisle the arrangement of the west front is the same with a doorway beneath the central window the towers of the decorated style are usually placed at the west end and are as a rule similar to the early english the spires differ slightly from those of the early english except that there are generally more spire lights and small windows at the bases and sides of the spire lichfield cathedral is one of the best examples of the exterior of a perfect church of the decorated style its three spires are perfect the ogee arch is frequently used in small arcades and in the heads of windows the dripstones or hood moles are generally supported by heads and are frequently enriched with crockets and finials the arcades that ornament the walls and those over the sedilia are characteristic features of the style pillars are clustered and arches richly moulded they often have the hood mouldings over them very often they have what is called a stilted base the capitals are ornamented with beautiful foliage each leaf is copied from nature and often arranged round the bell of the capital the ornamental sculptures in the hollow mouldings are numerous but there are two which require more particular notice they are nearly as characteristic of the decorated style as the zigzag is of the norman or the tooth ornament of the early english the first is the ball flower which is a globular flower half opened and showing within a small round ball it is used with the utmost profusion in the mouldings of windows doorways canopies cornices arches etc the other ornament is the four-leaved flower this has a raised centre and four petals cut in high relief it is frequently much varied but may be distinguished by its being cut distinctly into four petals and by its boldness it is sometimes used abundantly though not quite so profusely as the ball flower in some instances the centre is sunk instead of being raised 
the battlement as an ornamental feature in the interior of buildings is frequently used in this style although it is more common in the perpendicular the foliage in this style is more faithfully copied from nature than in any other the vine leaf the maple and the oak with the acorn are the most usual the surface of the wall is often covered with flat foliage arranged in small squares called diaper work which is believed to have originated in an imitation of the rich hangings then in general use and which bore the same name the groined roofs or vaults are distinguished from those of the preceding style chiefly by an additional number of ribs and by the natural foliage on the bosses many fine examples of these remain as in the cathedral of exeter and at york in the chapter house at norwich in the cloisters at chester the vault is of wood with stone springers after culminating in the decorated style gothic architecture began to decline in the fifteenth and sixteenth centuries the transition from the decorated to the perpendicular took place from thirteen sixty to thirteen ninety nine this change began to show itself in the choir and transepts of gloucester cathedral before the middle of the fourteenth century the panelling and window tracery have so much the appearance of the perpendicular style that they have been commonly supposed to have been rebuilt or altered at a late period but the vaultings and mouldings are pure decorated and the painted glass of the fourteenth century is evidently made for the places which it now occupies in the heads of the windows with perpendicular tracery it must therefore be considered as the earliest known example of this great change of style in this work of alteration the walls and arches of the norman church were not rebuilt but cased with panelling over the inner surface so as to give the effect of the latter style to the interior this was just the same process as was afterwards followed at winchester by william of wickham in changing the norman to the perpendicular style without any actual rebuilding the work at gloucester was begun as early as thirteen thirty seven another fine example is the nave of winchester cathedral bishop eddington who died in thirteen sixty six began to alter winchester into the perpendicular style his work was continued by william of wickham before the death of bishop eddington the great principles of the perpendicular style were fully established these chiefly consist of the perpendicular lines through the head of the window and in covering the surface of the wall with panelling of the same kind these features are as distinctly marked at winchester as in any subsequent building or as they well could be the cloisters of gloucester cathedral are decidedly perpendicular in the fan tracery of the vaults but are partly of earlier date and character another example of the transition from decorated to perpendicular is the choir of york minster begun in thirteen sixty one and finished in fourteen o eight its general appearance is perpendicular this style is exclusively english it is never found on the continent and it has the advantage of being more economical in execution than the earlier styles it remains to describe its characteristic features the broad distinction of the perpendicular style lies in the form of the tracery in the head of the windows and in fully developed examples the distinction is sufficiently obvious 
we have no longer the head of the window filled with the gracefully flowing lines of the decorated tracery but their place is supplied by the rigid lines of the mullions which are carried through to the architrave mouldings the spaces between being frequently divided and subdivided by similar perpendicular lines so that perpendicularity is so clearly the characteristic of these windows that no other word could have been found which would at once so well express the predominating feature the same character prevails throughout the buildings of this period the whole surface of a building including its buttresses parapets basements and every part of the flat surface is frequently covered with panelling in which the perpendicular line clearly predominates and to such an excess is this carried that the windows frequently appear to be only openings in the panel work panelling indeed now forms an important feature of the style for though it was used in the earlier styles it was not to the same extent and was of very different character the plain surfaces in these styles being relieved chiefly by diaper work the great idea of the architect was to correct and restrain the exuberant tracery by introducing vigorous straight vertical and horizontal lines another feature of the perpendicular style was the groined roof the ribs of the vaulting were now enriched by cross ribs which were intersected by more ribs into small panels which were filled in with tracery the keystones were formed into pendants this network of ribs is called fan tracery because the ribs spread out like the sticks of a fan very beautiful examples occur in henry the seventh chapel westminster abbey and in the cloisters of gloucester cathedral the light and elegant style of vaulting known as fan tracery which is peculiar to this style with its delicate pendants and lace-like ornaments harmonizes finely with the elaborate ornament of the tabernacle work ornament fan tracery vaulting is peculiarly english the principle of it began with the earliest english gothic style as in the cloisters of lincoln cathedral each stone of the vaulting being cut to fit its place in france this is never done each block of stone is oblong as in those for the walls and is only made to curve over in a vault by the mortar between the joints arches are not so acute as in the earlier periods capitals and bases of columns are distinguished by the shallowness of the mouldings mullions are carried straight through the arch of the windows doorways consist of a depressed arch within a square frame with a label above the label moulding is frequently filled with foliage and the space round the arch panel towers are often extremely rich and elaborately ornamented with four or five stories of windows canopies pinnacles and tabernacles porches are also fine highly enriched with panel work buttresses and pinnacles and often with a richly groined vault in the interior and mouldings are generally more shallow than the earlier ones there is an ornament which was introduced in this style which is very characteristic this is called the tudor flower not because it was introduced in the time of the tudors but because it was so much used at that period it generally consists of some modification of the fleur-de-lis alternately with a small trefoil or ball and is much used as a crest for screens on fonts 
niches capitals and in almost all places where such ornament can be used the foliage of this style is frequently very beautifully executed almost as faithful to nature as in the decorated style in which the fidelity to nature is one of the characteristic features there is comparatively a squareness about the perpendicular foliage which takes from the freshness and beauty which distinguished that of the decorated style indeed the use of square and angular forms is one of the characteristics of the style we have square panels square foliage square crockets and finials square forms in the windows caused by the introduction of so many transoms and an approach to squareness in the depressed and low pitch of the roofs in late examples the woodwork of the perpendicular period is very beautiful open timber roofs met with in the eastern counties screens and lofts across the chancel arch and richly carved bench ends exist in considerable numbers the frequent use of figures simply as corbels between the windows of the clerestory to carry the roof is a good characteristic of the late perpendicular style they are generally of the time of henry the seventh or eighth the figure used is generally that of an angel and each angel is sometimes represented as carrying a different musical instrument so as to make up a heavenly choir among the best examples of late perpendicular are henry the seventh's chapel westminster abbey st george's chapel windsor king's college chapel cambridge and bath abbey church in writing of the latter w d howell so beautifully describes this style that no excuse is needed for bringing his definition into this place he says it is mostly of that perpendicular gothic which i suppose more mystically lifts the soul than any other form of architecture and it is in a gracious harmony with itself through its lovely proportions from the stems of its clustered column the tracery of their fans spreads and delicately feels its way over the vaulted roof as if it were a living growth of something rooted in the earth beneath end of section six end of understanding english cathedrals by esther singleton and others 